Hello everyone, it's Liz here from Seneca Learning and in this podcast we'll be exploring the theory of evolution which explains how living things have changed over time. For GCSE biology you need to know what evolution by natural selection is, why it was a controversial idea in the 1800s and what other theories there are. We'll also take a look at the evidence for evolution and how new species are formed. The earth formed 4.5 billion years ago and the first life forms, which were simple single-celled organisms, are thought to have developed about 3 billion years ago. So how did life go from very simple organisms to the huge variety of plants, animals and bacteria that we see today? The magic word is evolution. Charles Darwin developed the theory of evolution by natural selection to explain this. So what is natural selection? In a population, or species, there is variation. Think about a group of zebra. Each one looks slightly different. Different stripe patterns, muscle sizes, speed, colour shades. Variety is because individuals have different combinations of genes. Genes are small sections of DNA that code for proteins which are used to build the body. There is genetic variation. Individuals that are best adapted to the environment are more likely to survive. This is survival of the fittest. For example, giraffes with longer necks can reach the leaves at the tops of tall trees, so get more food and are healthier and more likely to survive. As they are healthier and live longer, they are more likely to reproduce successfully and have lots of babies. These giraffes will have a specific combination of genes that give them a long neck, a characteristic and these genes will be passed on to their offspring. So over time, the specific characteristic, here, the average neck length, in the giraffe population will increase. This is evolution, the change over time. This was a revolutionary idea in the 1800s, when Charles Darwin published his book On the Origin of Species. And lots of people didn't agree with it at all. His theory went against the idea that God created plants, animals, and everything in the natural world perfectly as it is. So his idea was considered blasphemous against religion. Some people thought Darwin hadn't given enough evidence. Genes, which are small sections of DNA, hadn't been discovered yet either, which is the method by which characteristics are passed from parents to their children. So Darwin couldn't tell people about that. At that time, there was also another theory of evolution developed by Jean-Baptiste Lamarck, which was called the theory of inheritance of acquired characteristics. He used the example of the giraffe and said, to start with, giraffes were short, so had to stretch their necks to reach food high up on trees. Because they stretched all the time, the giraffe's necks got longer. He believed that this longer neck would be passed on to offspring. This theory is not correct and has been disproven change over an animal's lifetime is not passed on to future generations. So what is the current evidence for evolution that shows that organisms change over time? There are three key pieces of evidence that you need to know about. 1. The discovery of genes. This showed that there was a mechanism that useful characteristics could be passed on to offspring and that genetic variation is present in populations or species. Number 2. Fossils. 
Fossils show the gradual changes in organisms over really, really long periods of time. A fossil is the remains or trace of ancient organisms found in rocks. For example, a fossil called Archaeopteryx has been found which looks like a dinosaur but also has feathers and wings, halfway between a dinosaur and a bird, which has shown that the birds we see today have evolved from dinosaurs. Basically, over time, some dinosaurs gradually developed bird-like characteristics until they developed into what we would think of as a bird. Another piece of evidence is antibiotic-resistant bacteria. As bacteria reproduce really fast, we have been able to see evolution happen in shorter time frames than with fossils. Many bacteria are resistant to antibiotics and develop resistance to new antibiotics that scientists develop. How does this happen? When a bacterium reproduces, mutations in genes can occur. Some of these mutations may allow bacteria to survive exposure to antibiotics. This is advantageous, obviously. This bacterium will survive and reproduce and pass on the mutation that causes antibiotic resistance to its offspring, producing a new population of bacteria that are resistant. This is evolution, and we have witnessed it. So we know what evolution is, how it happens by natural selection, and what the evidence is. Now we will look at how new species are formed through evolution. The formation of a new species is called speciation. This theory was developed by a man called Alfred Russell Wallace, who, like Darwin, spent lots of time researching on small islands in the tropics, and who funded his work by selling cool tropical animals, like birds of paradise, to rich people in London, which would probably be illegal now. So, how do new species form? Two individuals are members of the same species if they can breed together to produce fertile offspring i.e. their kids can also have kids. If two populations, groups, of the same species become separated geographically, for example, sea levels rise and two pieces of land that were once joined are now separated by a sea. The two populations will have different combinations of genes. There is genetic variation within and between the populations. Environmental conditions in the two locations will be slightly different so different characteristics will be beneficial. For example, in one place there might be more apples and in another more oranges, so individuals better adapted to eating apples will do better in one place than the other. Due to these differences in environmental conditions, natural selection will act differently on the populations and different characteristics will spread. This leads to genetic divergence. The genes present in both populations will become very different. Eventually, the populations become so different that they are unable to breed together to produce fertile offspring, and they are now two different species. There are various mechanisms of speciation, which is the formation of new species. When two populations become different enough that they don't interbreed anymore to produce fertile offspring. But for now, that is all you need to know about. Thank you for listening to this podcast on evolution. To sum it all up, evolution is the change in inherited characteristics of a population over time through the process of natural selection. This states that there is variation in a population. Individuals with certain characteristics are more likely to survive, reproduce and pass on these characteristics to their offspring. This could lead to the formation of new species. 
I hope that you found this podcast useful and if you have any feedback then please let us know in the comments and remember to join us again for more podcast learning. If you found this episode useful and want to learn two times faster for free, head over to SenecaLearning.com or click the link in the bio to revise all your exam subjects for free.